Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of my favorite things to do. Their stories connect us and help us understand that we can do anything if we support each other and lift women up. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and wisdom for my earlier book, Leading Women, and they've also inspired my newest book, which came out in 2019, called In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. Now, this week, I'm pleased to welcome award-winning financial advisor and author, Dr. Barbara Walker-Green. While researching for her doctorate in business management, she was inspired to write about social and cultural changes for women and their struggles in Western society. Well, Dr. Barbara, I, they call me Dr. Nancy. Is Dr. Barbara okay with you? Or how would you like me to address you? Dr. Barbara is fine. <laughs> okay, Dr. Barbara, 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 and Dr. O'Reilly, Dr. Nancy, we're all here this morning. So thank you for being with me. As I mentioned earlier, this is a conversation, but this conversation is about you and what you're doing in the world to make this a better place for all of us. I, I want to start out with your personal story because, you know, I, I find when I meet someone and I ask them about their personal story, where they've come from, and who I'm talking to at that point, there's always amazing stories that connect us all. So tell me, how did you get to be you? How did I get to be me? I can tell you yeah. how I got to be me very, very easily, and, it, and it's really, I'm proud to say, comes from how I was treated by my dad. And it is no truer saying than little girl's first love is her dad. And if your dad treats you like a queen and, and makes you feel special regardless of how the world is talking and looking at you and seeing you, mm-hmm. you will mm-hmm. always feel special. And that's where it started for me. Um, he was a strict disciplinarian, didn't play, <laughs> didn't take no for an answer. You know, back yeah. in that day, that's kind of just the way it was. But it, it made me strong, and it made me have to be accountable. He was all about, you know, be accountable for what you do, even if you're wrong. Just be yeah. accountable for it and don't repeat it if possible type of thing. Yeah. So I grew up being challenged on just about everything I did because my dad was, the oldest of 13, and his mom died really young, yeah. So he had to quit school and help raise his brothers and sisters in elementary school out in Quitman, Mississippi. So he had to man up, you know, at a very early age. And it spilled over, and it it made me the person that I am today. Um, And I can feel it almost as if it was yesterday, some of the things he would say to me. He died pretty young. I was 12 when he passed of a heart attack suddenly, and my world was devastated, you know, when that happened. But he had already implanted a certain amount of strength in me. So it makes me accountable. And the way I live my life is I, I really go out every day and try to do the best that I can do that day for those who I'm accountable to. And every day I'm accountable to different people, depending upon who's, who I come in contact with, what messages I'm sending out into the world. I'm very conscious of the messaging that I send out, the energy that I put forth. So my whole life is about that in terms of just being a, a light in this world that can pass something <laughs> on to the next 
generation is really important yeah. to me. So that's kind of my broad well, definition. You know, uh, I'll sh- I'll share with you this this morning. I always do these little videos that are kind of like food food for thought. And this morning was being uh, accountable and being responsible. And uh, wow. you know, there there that really is a key to really living your very best life. Because if we all did that, if we all were accountable, and we all were responsible for what we say, what we do. And everything in this world, I think our problems would be minimal. There would be very, very little problems in this world if we, if we all followed those steps. And, that, and I always follow it with make the world a better place. So I think we're absolutely on the best page. All right. Well, we, you talk about Shiro, the Shiro Nation. You talk about Shiro's. Women Connect for Good's basic premise, and, uh, and I think we're definitely on the same mission, the same page, is women supporting other women's mission dreams, aspirations, and that's what I've been doing for um, almost 15 years and was doing that before as a mother of three daughters. So I've always been helping and looking at ways to support other women. So when we saw your book, saw what you were doing, it was definitely a good match. And so I, I, I'm just letting you know that I'm a Shiro, you're a Shiro, and we're building Shiro. So, so let's talk about that because this community of like-minded women. Let's let's talk about what a shiro is and talk about some of the characteristics. Okay. Yes, a shiro, and the good thing about a shiro is there are no real defined qualities that we have. We are innately shiros. We're born shiros. Some of us evolve outwardly, others inwardly. So to me, a shiro is someone who, like, like I said about myself, just gets up and goes out into the world every day and try to do the best they can do with the circumstances that they are dealing with. You know, some of those yeah. are, are yeah. silent, right? Those silent sheroes that babysit for us even when they don't want to and, and you know, take yeah. care of, of aging parents and, and superstar sheroes too, the ones that are out there, you know, that everybody knows about and, and, and talks about. But I can tell you, for to me personally, what my book is reaching out to touch is that more of that silent Shiro to, to realize that you are that person. You are right. a Shiro. You carry a torch inside of you as a female that right. only a female carries. Nothing against men. Right. This is not even about that, right? It's just about yeah. understanding and shining and allowing your light to shine for what the Lord has put into you to be able to give to the world and and just do it the best that you can. And unfortunately, a lot of what happens in this country and across the world, when it comes to women, we've been predefined, predefined as emotional, weak. Well, we've been been indoctrinated. We've uh, kind of been brainwashed to believe certain things which are not necessarily true at all. Yeah, which are not necessarily true at all. Exactly. And and so it's, it's socialization, you know, cultural beliefs, mm-hmm. all kind of rituals, and you, you, know, you can put a title to it. But the fact is we are a strong unit when we work together. There's, I mean, we can pull each other up without tearing each other down. So the goal yeah. of the book is to identify the fact that we're not going to agree and understand everything every other woman is doing. We won't. Right. We're not even supposed to because we're all supposed to be different and, and walk in our own truth. But if yeah. we could start, like you said, with the, your very first statement, uplifting and working together 
and promoting positive change for women, there's only one way for us to go, and we see it every day in our everyday life, right? Yeah. Right. Well, uh, we have a campaign, which I'm going to ask you to join, which is called Lift Women Up, and it's called Lift As We Rise. And this is, this is the important thing. You know, if you're in a corporation and you're doing well, you're going to lift other women up as you move through the corporation or even in life. You know, sometimes if we just call someone and give them our support, it could make a difference. I don't know about you, Barbara, but I see the faces today of the, of the people, the women who supported me, and I also see the faces of the women who did not support me. And so, right. you know, I think, I think the most successful people, though, do have someone that's supporting them. And I guess what we've been trying to tell everybody and what you're trying to tell everyone is that when we work together and we do support each other, anything is possible. And we've, I've seen it time and time again. You put five women in a room and they can plan it, they can get a budget for it, and they can get it done. You know, I mean, we do those things. We're used to, and we're problem solvers. We see the world and we see the issues, and we see the problems, and then we look for solutions to those problems. But again, beliefs, attitudes, and the way we perceive the world has had a lot to do with uh, how women perceive them. Well, okay, let's, let's look at the marketplace for one thing. Uh, you know, we look at the media, and it tells us to be young, beautiful, and thin, and if we want to be loved, and if we want to even be visible. So we've, we've got to stop listening and reading and seeing things that don't connect and don't make us feel empowered and the power too. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with it. And, and it's like you said, it's a deliberate situation. You know, if you really look at it as far as who controls the media, what we see, what we hear, it's deliberate. And it's not even unnatural for people to kind of fall into it because you're born and you, you, you're influenced by your surroundings and you're trying to live and survive and thrive, but you're, with, you're within these boundaries that all the noise out there in the world, I call it, is putting in front of you <laughs> and throwing at you all the time, right? So you yeah, really, yeah. you know, you have to, like you just said or alluded to, is cut out, keep that outside of your house. I mean, we yeah. really have to control well, that because it's not realistic, a lot of it. Well, we don't believe everything you see, hear, and read because a lot of it's hype and a lot of it's, you know, and, and I think the market itself, and this is, this is a condition of many women, whether they're black or they're white or whatever their, their national background is, the media keeps us depressed. It keeps us wondering and comparing to impossible comparisons. And therefore, yeah. we go and buy products that hopefully are going to correct all those things. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I went out and bought that product that you use it for seven days and you're going to lose 10 years. You know, I didn't, I didn't, lose, I didn't lose one year. <laughs> <laughs> right. One, one year. I mean, you know, and I've got, I've got a cabinet. Full of, I've got magic in my cabinet, you know, but it's just not worth the way the saints gone to. <laughs> right, right. And, and you know what? I, I, I tried an experiment once, and I took all the mirrors out of my house. Yeah. I, I just wanted to stop looking at because you just can't help it, right? Yeah. You're you just inclined to want to see what you look like all the time. So I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to look at myself for a week. And I was happier than I've ever been. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we, we not worried about what I looked like. This was during COVID, of course, so I was isolated anyway. But it just made it, it told me a lot about the influences that have affected me 
in the way that I even operate, even when I'm by myself. Yeah. I don't know. Have you, do you know Dr. Sheila Robinson? She's an amazing woman of color, a black woman who has Diversity Women's Business Magazine. She's a CEO and founder. Okay. Do you know her? I, well, I need I, to connect you with her. She's amazing. Okay. She's absolutely amazing. But in the diversity conference, we have a very diverse population. But what is always amazing during those conferences when they were, were real, now they're virtual, but what, during those conferences were the number of women who would come up and say, I have never felt this much support. I have never felt this good about women in my whole life. Because what was going on in that room, they were like-minded. They were women who really cared about each other. These are, these are women, all women of all, all backgrounds, all backgrounds, and it was absolutely wonderful. So, I mean, and when we see it happen, when we know it's happening, we know that if we all come together, it's just absolutely wonderful. Okay. You know, I mean, <laughs> this is what, what it's about for me. It really is. I, I'm so excited right. about what's going on. Well, you talk about in your book different theories. And, uh, and believe me, I'm a cognitive behavioral uh, psychologist. That's my background. So I know about systems. I know about cognitive behavioral thinking and attitudes and beliefs. And you talk about a couple of theories. But the one that I'm really curious about and interested in is the glass cliff theory. Yeah, I, I yes. find that extremely. I don't want to tell everybody everything because I love to read your book. But the the glass cliff theory, and you know what? I never I never really thought about it, and then I started thinking about. It. You're right. You know, women are oftentimes brought in when the crap hits the fan, so to speak. But you know what? We're used to taking care of it, aren't we? Yes, and that's the thing. It kind of is it, intended to be something that, it, again, as women, we rise above because it's intended yeah. to be something that we're not expected to be able to sustain or survive. But because we are naturally results-oriented, we want to see the results, right? This right. is what I was hired for. This is what I'm going to do. Now, you know, all the odds may be stacked against me, but I'm still going to go in, I'll take the bullets, and I'm going to fight through it. And, you know, in, in most cases, we're pretty successful. There are some yeah. that, you know, fall off the cliff, you know, hence the glass cliff. But it's not even something that scares us away. But understanding yeah. it, I think, is the, is the key in approaching it when you know what you're facing and not as a conflict type of, of approach, right, where, where you're trying to, yeah. you know, you go in with your guard up and I know that I'm, you know, put here because you think that, you know, I can bring some calm to the situation because of my feminine abilities and my ability to nurture and all those other things that go along with this theory and what we bring to the table in, in times of crisis. But also because I'm strong, I'm capable of making changes happen right before my eyes and yours and just watch me, watch me do what I do. Would you say, and, and I really don't know the backgrounds of these particular women's, women in these corporations that you list, that the ones that were successful were probably doing a lot of uh, team building. They were bringing in all the different resources they could find and the people that could assist them. And maybe the ones that weren't successful were also trying to do it on their own because, you know, they were wearing their superwoman T-shirts under their suits and uh, they thought, okay, I've been hired to do the job and I'm going to do the job, but I'm going to do it my way without a lot of help and with a lot of assistance. What do you, what's your theory on that? 
On that, I would say it's kind of a little bit of both. The ones that are successful, that are still running these organizations that they weren't expected to to be successful in, like you said, they built the right teams around them. And mostly those teams consisted of other women. Uh, There's a lot of resistance to the top person, whether you're a man or a woman, right? So especially if you're a woman, you know, the darts are constantly flying at your back, you know, because you're a female leader of this you know, Fortune 500 company or whatever, the ones that did, did not, that stood down, a lot of times it, the pressure of the whole male organizational culture, that's a hard thing to penetrate. I mean, it is yeah. what it is, and it's very strong. But that's the point of what we are doing, create a female organizational structure that we feel proud about and we embrace as women, as Emotional yes. creatures that we are. There's power in emotion. Well, we call it the power to, not the power over. I was actually delivering, I was doing a keynote for a, a group of about 50 women attorneys. And it was about uh, leadership and it was about inequity and it was about gender equality. And I asked this question, and, and this was absolutely amazing. I asked in the room how many women in that room felt powerful. And of the 50, two women raised their hand. Two women attorneys. And I said to them, you know, I thought to myself, this is our problem. Women don't understand the power to versus the power over. So when women think of power, it means someone controlling them, someone, you know, someone doing something negative to them. But when women understand the power to, something amazing happens. You know, the self-esteem goes up, the confidence rises 10 points, and, and the ability and the talents that they have start to come to the surface, you know, show up. I had this conversation with this young woman. She'd just gone into a new corporation. I'm not going to say which one. But she says, and we often hear this because I'm the chair of Take the Lead, which is a leadership curriculum program. We build leaders through cohorts of women in different different backgrounds, legal, business, real estate, etc. But this is a very common statement I hear from young women who, who join corporations. What do I do about the mean woman? What do I do with her? How do I handle that? And, you know, and that's very, very sad because these are not women that we're talking about. They're not sheroes. They're the women that are blocking the progress and the progress and the success for all of us, for all of us. Right. And those women I find in my research are the ones that are trying to fit into the old boy network. And they just don't. I mean, to me personally, let men be men. Let them be because we can't change them. They they are what they are. If we just collaborate with each other and uplift and support and all the things that, that we should do for each other, it won't even matter what they're doing over there, right? We don't yeah. even have to look in that direction because we're now we're standing side by side yeah. and we're competing side by side. Not that we can do everything a man can do. And I know a lot of women, you know, they, I get pushback when I say things like that. But as a woman, there are just things, you know, just because of physical characteristics, right, that we right. cannot do. But that's okay. That's the thing. It's about being okay yeah. with that. I'm well, okay you know, with my, not being able to lift a hundred pounds. <laughs> but, yeah, but but Bar, I do. I want to share a secret also, though. Um, my last book was called "In This Together," and I was speaking in front. I was actually in Oxford, England, speaking in front of a group of. Uh, it was co-ed, and what I said in that book is that we need 
male supporters. We need male sponsors. We need male advocates. And you can hear a breath being taken at that point. Men (laughs) really do. Many, many men do want to support and really do want to advocate and work with women. It's just that their thinking, again, going back to beliefs, attitudes, and and all the above, believe that women don't want to work with them or they can't work with them. So, you know, we've got to get past all this woulda, coulda, shoulda talking and all this mind reading and assuming, you know, I I like the word, okay, let's talk about the word asunder. Define the word asunder. Asunder, of course, is, comes from the Bible, of course, where no man can take away what God has ordained or giving to you. No man can take it away from you. So I took that to be where once we become a unified unit, no man can right. put us under. No man can take that away from us. It's almost biblical in terms of the ability for us to shield ourselves from anything taken away or putting us under and and taking anything away from us that we have been given as a gift of our natural being, just our natural being. So asunder for me was a, a very powerful word to use in the sense that it touches on a spiritual level as well as on an everyday level in terms of understanding the power of unity for women. The power, like you said, the absolute power. It's absolute, that power. Could we today just add men nor women can derail any of us? I think that's the point. We still have women out there who don't get it, who don't understand it. I mean, especially white women. I I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. White women compete with each other to the point sometimes where it's, it's just beyond me. I go around those women. But the women that we're building these communities of, these like-minded women, you are building and I'm building, we're all building, are the women that understand that. They get that. But there are, there are men and there are women that are so afraid of losing uh, their position, losing their significance and importance that they're not willing to let go and to team up and to work and support other people, thinking, you know, there's not enough pieces to the pie. Well, we know there's there's huge pieces of pie. And when we do come together, you know, these cohorts that we work with and at uh, Take the Lead, once these women start to work with each other and go through this training together, uh, the camaraderie and the support that they they find with each other is is the key. You know, they leave in in business, law, and real estate, and in social media, they're going out and they're saying, wait a minute, I don't have to compete. I have a referral source. I have a network now of, of like-minded women that I can work with. And to see the joy and the happiness in these, these women's faces is just absolutely the best. You know, it's the best thing ever. So, no, I, I completely agree. Sheroes, we can call them whatever we want, are still the women who are taking the time and have the energy and the passion to make it a better world but by coming together and really supporting one another. So this is, right. You had, you, you had me at hello, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm doing a lot of talking here, but I, I, really, I really, the book is right on target, your website. I, I want people to go there. I want them to join. And the more people we can enlist today, about becoming a Shiro, 
a woman who supports one another, and, and men too, men and women who come together. Just, just think what the world would be like if we did that. Wouldn't that be something? It would be amazing. And, and I do give the men out there that, you know, that I give credit to in my book that support. There's a whole group, a huge number of men that support gender equality and want to see, sure. you know, they have daughters, right? They, they want yeah. the, the world to be a little bit more equitable. It, you know, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a, a marathon, not a sprint, though, right? We have a yeah. long way yeah. to go in terms of reshaping minds and social media and just access to information, instant access to information. You know, everything is moving so quickly. You know, there's like... The young kids now, I look at, like, my young nieces and nephews, you know, five, six, seven years old, they seem to be so articulate. Oh, my goodness. I think to myself, was I that smart when I was little? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They have it there at their fingertips where if they are fed the right messages, that's what you're talking about, the messaging that we allow them to, to absorb is a game changer. Or can be if you, you know, kind of guide it a little bit. And, of course, we learn these things later. You know, I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm a little over 50. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just grew <laughs> up. Age is just a, it's just a number. It's just a number. <laughs> it sure is. Over 50. Yeah. Okay. And, and I grew up in a time where, you know, there was expectations. Girls did the dishes and cooked. Boys took out the trash. It was pretty simple, you know. Absolutely. And well, that's, COVID, that's, COVID has shown that a lot of that's going on and a lot of relationships aren't working because the women are doing all the work and the men are not. So we, right. I'm, not, I'm not saying all of them, but some of them. Here's a, here's a really good piece that we need to throw out there, and you, you've added this in your book. We are going to be controlling the wealth in this country. Yes. Women are going to be managing money and have more wealth than they've ever had in the coming years. And so if we don't understand how we can control the marketplace on what's being sold, how it's being sold, and the businesses that we make accountable and responsible, this is where, where everybody needs to get, get real. This is, this, our time is coming. And, and when we come together and realize when we bring our, our dollars and our buying power and are doing power together, there's going to be a huge shift, a huge shift. Huge shift. And I'm looking huge. forward to that. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then Kamala, Kamala Harris uh, as our new VP and that diverse uh, cabinet that's coming in for our, uh, this administration, we're going to see some real changes happen. I'm, I'm excited. You know, for the first time in a long time, the word hope is becoming more in my vocabulary. Right, and you're seeing it. You're seeing this live and in living color, like you said, with the people who are running our country and making decisions and, and being appointed, the young, uh, I forget what they call themselves, the Costa Cortez, I think it's the, they have a, a name for them. It's a young group of congresswomen that um, just catching all kind of flack because of their pro- very progressive attitude about things, but they're speaking their mind. Let them be. That's what I say. Listen and learn. Listen and learn. Listen well, and I, learn. I, if they, if more of them would be just like us, we'd be okay. Well, don't you think? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I've been trying to duplicate myself for a long time. <laughs> Let's join the clone. Be pretty popular next uh, couple of years. So, anyway, well, Dr. Barbara, the most important thing is I want people to read your book. I want them to go to your website. 
uh, Women Connect for Good. We want to support what you're doing. And again, we, the more we come together and the more we collaborate and join forces, anything is possible. That's right. That's right. And my website, ShiroNation.life, there was a deliberate reason why I chose the extension .life because, you know, Shiro Nation and women coming together, it's a lifestyle. It's not just something that's passing. This is a lifestyle. So visiting right. my website, ShiroNation.life, you will have life experiences that you will see, and just information about ways that you can contribute to the Shiro movement and not feel like you're doing something anti-anybody. We're really just trying to push forward and, and advance ourselves so that our daughters and our daughters' daughters can walk in their own truth as women and be okay and just be okay. Yeah. There's so yeah. much still going on against us. It's, a, it, it's amazing how much is still against us, you know, right in plain sight, you know, where you can't yeah. see it. It's almost yeah. like I can't remember that term, but basically it's hidden in plain sight. That's right. The book is called The Inevitable Rise of the Shiro Nation, Dr. Barbara Walker Green. And I think we're, we're making some headway. We have to keep working at it. But again, I think the important thing, mothers with daughters and sons need to understand that this accountability and this responsibility is how we're going to come together and make this a better world. So I congratulate you on your book. Thank I totally you. am on the same page. Uh, we just continue to work together. And let's just keep going, moving forward, and lift as we rise. So we'd really like to, to have you join this Lift As We Rise campaign, and I'd like for uh, us to get you some information. And, of course, if there's anything that we can continue to support you on, let us know. And same here. Any way I can be of support, I look forward to working with like-minded women like yourself. It's baby steps, but, you know, we're moving <laughs> forward in a very forceful way. You know, we really yes, are. Yes. We're pushing, yeah. we're kicking down doors now. It's not no more, you know, standing outside <laughs> knocking and crying, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's keep pushing forward. You know, I'll get behind you, you get behind me, and we'll just, and we'll just keep moving forward. So, again, keep congratulations. Keep working to, to make the world a better place. Thanks Same to you. Have Thank a great you. day. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you.